On today's show, we speak with an inspiring young man who had never picked up an AFL football until his late teenage years. Hailing from Irish County Tipperary, O'Ridden made the journey to Australia as an 18-year-old in the search of his AFL dream. He found himself on the Sydney Swans list and has just signed a contract extension to remain at the club until at least the end of the 2021 season. I hope you enjoy today's chat with Colin O'Ridden. Welcome to another edition with Conversations with Carl. <laughs> Today we've got a very special guest. We've got, we've got an Irishman here. Colin O'Reardon, welcome to Conversations with Carl. Thanks, Carl. I'm not from the north, but thanks that for that. From the north, yeah, that's right. a Northern Irish accent. How'd that go, by the way? Which? The accent? My accent. No, I was all right from the north, but um, you'd, you'd have a few friends up there, wouldn't you? Um, are, you are we mates? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's giving me a little... Um, a little symbol which you can't see. So luckily we haven't filmed this um, this podcast. But mate, um, I'll, I'll talk in my normal voice for the remainder of the podcast. I That'd promise. be great. I might understand. But you mate, I've got to go first of all. I just want to congratulate you. You've actually signed a two year contract extension. Yeah, no, it's good. It's it's exciting times. Um, yeah, absolutely ecstatic to sign it. Um, I love the place. I love the club. Ever since I've came here, I love it. I always say it, but um, I just love it and. Um, to be hanging around for another two years, it's yeah, it's real special, I guess. It's great, mate. You're stuck with me for another couple, so yeah. um, mate, not so great. Did you think about potentially um, looking somewhere else when your clubs inquiring about the dashing Irishman off halfback? <laughs> nah, I don't think so, Carl. Um, I'm pretty happy in Sydney. Um, love Sydney, and like, yeah, nah, my heart is in Sydney at the minute, and um, yeah, since I've came here, it always has been, and I just absolutely love it. So now nah, it's always. Always going to be the Swans, I reckon. Well, mate, I think um, it's a massive congratulations, mate. Particularly where you've um, you've come from, you've made the big jump over Milan. But, man, I got you on the podcast. Um, I've got to run a quick little story for you, though, um, which I, you can actually help me out here. Um, I've inquired about getting you on as a guest for a while now, and obviously sent you a text the other night saying, uh, "No, sorry." About one o'clock in the afternoon, and I said, "Colin, are you all good to uh, jump on the podcast?" And um, I didn't get a reply until about 10.30 at night. Can you discuss why you didn't reply um, for so long? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know where this is going, Gal, but um, I think... Um, you know exactly where it's going. Yeah, I do, but I didn't yeah. want to admit that. But um, No, nah, I was just a bit busy, and then I, I thought I hit send, but um, yeah, I mustn't, have hit, I mustn't have hit the button. And then I looked in and I said, jeez... I actually said to myself, God, Cal hasn't texted me back um, about the podcast, so I wasn't sure. So I, I was actually about to text you to re- see why you hadn't texted me back, but yeah, right. you just got in before me and, um, yeah. Yeah, well, it's quite funny, mate, because um, I've used that uh, that no-send excuse a fair bit, mate, and like <laughs> I said to you um, on text, mate, don't bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> so uh, you're on your first strike, mate, with the podcast, so I'm not too happy. Oh. Um, well, we got there in the end, yeah. so that's the main thing, isn't it? Exactly right, mate. But... Um, <laughs> Mate, let's talk about um, a little bit about where you grew up, mate. You're, you're an Irish lad. Life as a young Irish boy, um, a little Billy Elliot. Is, is he around your area? Or is that Northern Ireland? Uh, I don't know where I'm going I, with I, this, I, but uh, I, I don't know. Colin Young, as a little tucker growing yep. up, mate, where are you from? Who are your parents? Ra, ra, ra. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the youngest of five boys. Um, grew up in a small. Um, Small little area outside a town called Templemore. Hmm. Um, little area is called Calais. Um, not many people in it. Um, it's pretty rural. 
rural Ireland. Um, there's not much, not much going on, but um, great community, great community spirit in that. Um, like I said, I'm the youngest of five boys, mum and dad. Um, yeah, it was always, always about playing football, playing sports. There's the local, the local pitch is only just up the road from me. Um, What's your local team called? Um, well, the the area I play in is Tipperary. Tipperary, yeah. So that's the that's the region. That's the region. And then for um, my underage, I I played in, in the town team um, in Templemore. So uh, is that like a juniors? Yeah, that's like the junior team. Yeah. Um, and then you obviously the dream and the ambition for every 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 kid growing up is you want to play for your your county team, which is Tipperary. So mm. um, I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to play there after um, playing all my junior junior sport in the local town um club called jk brackens mm-hmm. um really enjoyed it that was just the club's name and um yeah once you get the opportunity to play it at the highest level that's that's every every kid's real passion real dream you want to play in in crow park and in the, in the big days in the, in the big stadiums but as a kid i guess that's that's always your dream but it's a long way down the line so mm-hmm. um i guess going to the going to the field every day going to the pitch was just Oh, it's just probably innate in you. You go up, you have bring your friends, you have a kick, um, you go up, you enjoy yourself and, and that's that's pretty it. There was no pressures on you to do anything. Um it was literally just all enjoyment. Just go, enjoy yourself, go to the pitch, have your friends, um, have a kick around and just uh, be kids and that's that's all we were. There wasn't wasn't any probably computer games in my house at all. We were always outside, we were always kicking. Does Ireland have technology? <laughs> oh, we're a bit backwards. <laughs> Actually, Jordan Dawson always says to me that, um, yeah, we're still in horse and carts, so he mightn't be too far off, but um, yeah, now nah, we're a bit more advanced. I think we're actually one of the leading technological countries in the world. No, you're not. Yeah, I really? think so. Yeah, I think so. Where'd you get that stat? Um, well, if not stat, fact. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I've heard it somewhere before, but again, it's it could be just hearsay. Yeah. Mate, so you, so you, you did debut for... Tipperary, is that how I pronounce yep. it? Yeah. So you actually have played at the senior level yep. back in Ireland? Yep. Yep. So when did you debut? The How old were you when you played your first game? Um, I played my first game. I was 18 years of age. Um, just probably came out of under-18s. Um, went up and played Played the next year in, in the seniors. And um, yeah, debuted, debuted against a team called, a county called Limerick. Mm-hmm. Um, went down there and, and played. And again, it's similar to here. It's the first time you wear the... The way the jerseys you've always wanted to wear for your whole entire life, it's it's pretty special. And um, to get the opportunity to to wear the jersey and, and get a win the same night was was incredible. And um, yeah, it's just it's a special moment like any debut, and you've experienced it. And I'm lucky enough to have experienced it here. It's it's just something you'll, you'll remember. Yeah, now mate, we'll definitely touch on your, your AFL debut um, in a little bit. But we've had this discussion before um, about the the difference between Gaelic and Australian. Australian rule of football and one of them is you know the payment of players and obviously yeah. you guys um, in Ireland there is no you don't, you obviously don't get paid um, no. does that one does it frustrate you does that frustrate you because it's a very popular sport over there it seems like everyone you know yeah. comes to games and it's televised and things like that is there an attitude one what's your opinion and is what's the attitude of the players over there like surely that they'd, they'd like to be paid for playing or is it just different like is it yeah I, I think it's more of a different culture to be honest with you it's it's um like i guess we never we never had the whole professional outlook on it simply because that's that's not what's there at the minute it's it's um it's you play you play you play for where you're from and you play for the the county you're from and 
yeah, we at at times in in big games and when the when the season really kicks off, you can get up to thirty, forty thousand at every weekend of the game. But um, and it seems over here that that's absolutely madness. But when you're back home and you're playing for where you're from, you don't think of money. It's not about money. You play because um, you play because you want to play, and you just you're passionate about um, playing for the jersey you're wearing, and and that's that's the biggest thing. It's it's not nothing to do with money at all. And um, when I came here initially, I was like, geez, you know, the boys back home, you're slogging away, and 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 you actually don't get you don't get the rewards in in terms of monetary payment, but you get a lot more. You get more a lot. You get a lot more out of it than more than money. That money can't buy is what I'm trying to say. It's you get them memories and and create them memories that um, you're actually performing with boys that are from the same area as you and. You're all going out with the one, the one ambition, and all you want to do is succeed for your area. While the money mightn't be there, and at times you do get frustrated, and you you, you realise you're travelling up and down to training, and um, probably three nights a week on a, on a two-hour commute each way, and you realise that, geez, am I a bit crazy doing this? But, well, touch on that because I remember you spoke yeah. to me once about you'd be at university and touch on like you'd be studying, and then the commute seemed horrendous. Yeah. yeah so I used to, I was obviously lucky enough to go to university in Dublin. Um, so Dublin to Bradley, where we used to train, is probably about a, an hour fifty, two hour train journey. So I used to go to university at probably from nine o'clock to four o'clock, and then um, there was about ten to twelve of us used to jump in the train, catch a bus from the university to the train station, and jump in the train at about five o'clock, and get down train at seven o'clock, uh, or get down to the ground at seven o'clock, train at about quarter to eight, and finish training quick bite to eat and then back in the train at 10 o'clock and probably arrive back in your accommodation by oh, just after midnight so that was probably twice a week and then at weekends you come back as well so it, it's but that's that's the thing again it's you're not doing it because you're forced to do it or it's your job to do it you're doing it because you absolutely want to do it and you have that passion that you just want to play for where you're where you grew up and it's yeah i guess you can't really explain it to someone who hasn't hasn't experienced the the passion you have for the for what where you're from and the sport you play, but oh, easy, easy, yeah. <laughs> easy. relax, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a passionate guy. No, no, so. I don't know that for a second. Yeah, uh, You've seen me out there, man. Buddy, no, no, no <laughs> I, I agree. You're one of the most passionate guys in the team, but um, yeah, but that's that's the bear, that's the bear um, analogy of the whole thing. It's mm. um, and it does like come back to your point about about money. You'd obviously you'd love to you'd look in your bank account on the Monday morning and realize, Jesus, I'm not not going great, and then. Um, yeah, I might I might need this I might need a certain amount this week because I can't simply can't afford it and um a lot of the time you have boys that um sometimes can't even afford to travel to go down the train and mm. um you're trying to jump barriers and, and stuff like that and that's that can be frustrating at times but um I think they're they've got on top of that now and it's not not saying it's bad because it's not bad at all I and mean, we were always looked after really well in terms of travelling that. But um So that would help you boys out, you know, the guys yeah. that are travelling from yeah, absolutely. Um, give you, a hand, yeah. you get you get expenses at the end of the year, but again, expenses um, like you know yourself. I'm you sure they'll throw in a few uh, miscellaneous tax in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, you, they don't, they cover they cover the bare the bare minimum of it. But um, again, it's it's not about the money. Beautiful, mate. You a chance to? I think you've almost been selected to play for Ireland, or you had an opportunity to. Am I right in saying that? Uh, yeah, the first year I came out, I was. Yeah. Oh, sorry the. When I came I'm to talking s- about the international rules. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the second year I came, sorry, I was coming back to the Swans and um, I was training with them for uh, yeah, three or four, three or four weeks, I guess. Um, 
and then I oh, sorry the first year and then the Swans picked me up and um, I just said look I'm going to miss if I play here I'm going to miss the first probably five six weeks of pre-season in, in, my, in my new club and essentially the first professional club I've ever been in so I didn't want to do that um, so I had to make a decision to either play play for Ireland at that time or else um, really get the ball rolling at your new club and mm. um, obviously I decided to come to the Swans and it's not it's not about turning your back in your country or any of that it's just I feel like I hope the opportunity will come down the line at some stage um, hasn't came yet but um, obviously the IRS series um, yeah hopefully it keeps going because I think it's in a bit of doubt this year but yeah no, I haven't sure. heard much about it but yeah. you'd, be, you'd be keen to play oh absolutely yeah. yeah I think any any time you get a chance to represent your country it's massive um, and it's something that growing up it's all I ever ever wanted to do really is represent yeah. your first of all where you're from and then if you could represent your country at any level that's absolutely unbelievable yeah no mate it's a it's a sacred podcast here mate but do the Irish like, do, do they like the Aussies or, or not oh. like in all seriousness during the during the tests or just in general uh, we'll start we'll start with the tests <laughs> like uh, I guess what's like, what, like what's the attitude like leading up to the games from the Irish boys? Yeah, it's pretty serious. You want to yeah. win, I guess. That's the only chance we have to represent our country. Similar to you boys, that's Aussie boys. That's the only chance you have to represent your country. So you want to win. Um, we're all competitive people, and sports people are by nature. And you just want to go out and win. And um, leading up, I think they'd take it pretty serious. You don't want to go out and get embarrassed. But no fun in yeah getting getting hammered or getting pumped by by a bunch of Aussies and I think the amateur boys um, and the Irish boys as amateurs want to really show that they can put it up to these professional sports people mm. I think that's the thing that really drives them that they want to show that they can mix it with the best um, in terms of athletics and, and ball skills and stuff like that mm. so that's the thing that really drives me yeah right and is there a big gap in physicality um, like oh, prob- you guys don't tackle <laughs> nah we don't tackle but that's probably the hardest thing for the for the series as a whole trying to get trying to get the balance between tackling and obviously we don't have the mark essentially we have it from a kick out but mm. after that there's no mark so it's um, I guess when the Irish boys play the Aussies they're always going to play on without without giving away anything but that's the reality because our game is play on all the time there's no marks um, so yeah trying to get that balance between probably um, physicality and the, and the play on is massive for the Irish boys <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no, we well, can get you we can find a spot for you um, I reckon you'd be alright Top of the square Full forward Be alright yeah. Rangy Be alright We could put it in the top of you maybe And a few boys could Get get the brakes off you maybe Yeah fair enough You think Mate Well mate I, I do have a little bit of Irish in me So <laughs> um, <laughs> But mate Let's talk about your move to Australia um, How do we How does How does a bloke from From the, the county of Tipperary Yep Yep How did the The move to Australia start how did that dialogue start with uh, the Sydney Swans? Or yeah, I guess it's oh, it probably started a year before I came out. In terms of we had the we had the Irish combine, essentially the same as what the Aussie boys have, just um, based in Dublin. Um, there was about 25, 30, 30 kids at that, thirty Irish kids, and um, we had the usual beep test stuff like that. Oh, um, yuck! Oh, <sighs> tell me about it. Um, we had that, and we had agility tests. So beep test, agility test, and time trials, stuff like that. Um, and from that, there was two or three, but two of us were actually picked. Um, me and Dara Joyce, who's with St Kilda now, and asked to come out to do the national combine in Australia, in Melbourne, in um, October the following year. So I got a call off of Tiger, 
Tig rang me initially and just he was the AFL coordinator for international talent or recruitment. He gave me a call and said, um, you'd be interested in coming out yourself and Dara Joyce from, from Kilkenny. Um, I said, absolutely, I'd love to give it a go. Came out again, did the test now here, um, did the beep test and, and all the usual testing you do at the combine. Um, and then there was a, met with a few clubs um, and then, yeah, I flew up to Sydney for four days and absolutely loved the place, um, treated us real well, looked after us um, incredibly up here and um, yeah, the second I left the place I said if I get a chance to, to play for Sydney that's all I want to do and um, it was really first impressions were unbelievable here and it was we, we went to a few clubs without mm. without naming names and no, uh, no you can <laughs> who'd, who'd you say oh we saw a few we saw Essendon and, and St Kilda as well yeah and obviously really good clubs in, in, in their own right as well and um, yeah but Sydney just blew me away just to everyone here and just the whole like we were only there as kids and um, I guess we didn't think any of these these other probably senior players that were here at the time would, would come near us but straight away you walk in the door and everyone's over to shake your hand and make you feel welcome and um, that was probably the, the biggest thing that struck me it was it was like a big family here and um, yeah like I said ever since when I left the place then that day I just wanted to, to sign and went back to Melbourne and um, Kinnear Beatson I was in the I was doing the middle of doing the combine in in Etihad as it was known then and Kinnear Beats and the list recruitment obviously um, pulled me up and Tyg was sitting beside me or sitting beside him and just said look Colin to be honest with you um, uh, I don't know how to tell you this and I prepped myself I said this is going to be bad news straight away I wanted to be with the Swans whatever and wanted to give it a real crack and he said we're going to have to offer you a two year contract and my face just dropped and um, yeah jumped out straight there and then it was probably the one of the most significant moments that, oh, and probably a moment that lived with me for forever. Yeah, yeah, unreal. And did you, so when you started thinking about moving to Australia, you know, you got a beautiful partner who I've met. Um, I've been very lucky to to meet. I've seen you guys holding hands at, um, <laughs> at, in a few cafes in Ballara. Um, <laughs> yeah, at, at Lux, I saw you there. Oh um, yeah, yeah. You guys, you know canoodling there but you know how, how did the family and the um and the partner take that saying you're moving all the way across the other side of the um of the globe yeah they were they were obviously real supportive um it, it was it's a massive move and i get the thing you don't realize is you come out initially and you're coming out for this two-week trial and then you realize going back oh god i have to come back here in eight weeks for at least two years and obviously you go home in between but yeah, it's daunting yeah, yeah. you just realize that like right that's actually that two weeks is done now and now you have a next chapter and that's the biggest thing for me was I, I probably didn't picture myself getting picked up for whatever reason I just thought of it as a two-week trial with the hope of getting picked up and then yeah. you get picked up and it's kind of like right I have to come back here in six weeks and that was that for me was probably the most daunting thing when I when I, when I actually thought about it but um yeah tried to try not think about it and went to the airport and um yeah jumped in the plane but mom and dad and, and Louise obviously were were incredibly supportive of me and um, made sure I, I took the opportunity because it's once in a lifetime. You don't get these chances too often. Um, and obviously the four brothers were all very supportive as well. Yeah, mate. And I think your first year was also my first year at the club. And Good crop. I do uh, I do remember uh, one of my first memories of you. Um, I think for the listeners out there, every um, at the conclusion of pre-Christmas training, the players do like a kind of like an end of year Chrissy party and we just go out in a boat for a few hours along on the harbour bridge and you know we all get 
put our sunnies on and think we're killing it. Um, but I do remember, you know, you obviously when you first come to the club, you, naturally you're always a bit quiet and you're just kind of sussing it out. But notice after a few Guinnesses, mate, you've you've got in the middle of the group and you've sung a like a Gaelic tune or like a chant or something like that. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I vague, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember it. Um, yeah, it was. I think I actually sang Sleeve Le Mans, it's called. So, it was, so what's that? <laughs> it's like our song from where we're from. So Yeah. Every county has their own song, and that's the one I sang. So Beautiful. I think, um, was that by choice that I sang that song? No, I reckon it was just a bit of you going, oh, all right, boys. Initiation look thing? Me, uh, look at me, here I am, <laughs> rocking up, and, you know. But can you just give us a little, just a couple, maybe a couple uh, of, just a couple of little, a couple of lines from the from the song? Yeah. Uh, I'll talk him. I'm not the best singer, but no worries. Yeah, go on. So, um, just, so, so it goes like alone, all alone, by the wave washed shore, <laughs> all alone in the crowded hall. Yeah, and um, the hall, the hall it is gay, and the waves they are grand, but my heart is not here at all. Yeah, and then it goes. It lies far away by night and by day, to yeah, the right. times and the joys that are gone, and um, it ends up finishing with. Um, it's about a girl that. Um, to the woman I oh, was it yeah because uh, all I remember was after a few drinks <laughs> oh my god guy's a maniac I think the boys the boys all sang it as well well we tried, to, we tried to we tried I think we just started like I think it was that and the boys stood up and we just like saluted you like <laughs> you know just I think we saluted you I think that's my, oh, my I remember memory. that it was like yeah, yeah military parade but mate you've but I will I'll seriously say, I do remember when you when you first started, I think everyone just kind of was like, oh, like this guy just obviously played a fair bit of footy before and it seemed like you kind of adapted to the the way the boys move and the way the guys guys um, play and things like that. Yeah, I'm sure you definitely had your challenges along the way, but um, you did a few... You obviously had to, you know, do a fair stint in the NAFL before you got given, um, given your crack at senior level. But certain Darwin trip, Probably would have tested your time in Australia, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Derby trip. You wouldn't yeah. have heard much about that, would you? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, Darwin was obviously uh, obviously puncturing your lung in Darwin is never never the best thing to do, but um, it did, and that, that was probably the biggest time that I questioned what it was at. Um, you're lying in a hospital bed in Darwin, and... Um, Don't worry, mate, we've all questioned <laughs> what we were at a few times, let me say Yeah, that. but you're lying there, and you're thinking, geez, is, is it worth it, and... Um, Everyone back home is probably in the middle of summer, and and they're all enjoying themselves. And you're here lying in a bed with so it's raining with your lungs. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's fucking rain, but yeah. Um, but yeah, you're lying there with your lung hanging out, and oh, it's a bit dramatic with the lung hanging out. But yeah, yeah. no, nah, man, it's a serious injury. But um, but you couldn't fly. No, nah, you couldn't. You couldn't fly. I think. Oh, looking back now, it's yeah. It probably obviously it builds resilience and all that, and um, it was a great trip, but. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be going the road again. Yeah. It's a trip I've done now, and I can say I've done it, but yeah, I wouldn't be rushing back unless. Yeah. So, what was the logistics of that? You had to stay in hospital for how long? Yeah, stay in hospital for, uh, th- what was it? Two nights, maybe two nights, and then um, Dennis Carroll flew up and looked after me up there real well. Um, brought me out of hospital, and then yeah, we'd no option but to drive back and and DC. Um, yeah, we, we flew up with this paramedic from, from Sydney, a really nice guy, um, and looked after me the whole way home, and we jumped in the car at 6am on a Thursday morning, I think it was, and 
Drove all day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday and arrived back on Sunday night at about 10pm, I think. We got back to Sydney, so... Um, oh, God. So it was a bit of a trek. Um, and as one? you can imagine, a couple of hours in... Okay, I could have done with this podcast then because the, conversa- <laughs> the conversation dies off pretty quick. Yeah. But um, no, it was, it was an experience and uh, DC always reckons we got a bit closer during that time. So, yeah. What was the chat? Was like? <laughs> it just like, so after like an there hour was, and a half, There wasn't was it, much. Was, it, was, it, was there just a couple of days in between where you just all weren't talking? Like, uh, Probably, I reckon 90% of the time we weren't talking. There's only so much you can talk. It was probably... Of driving maybe 60 hours of driving. Mm. So you can imagine oh. the conversation ends after probably, if you get 10 hours of the 60, you're going well. That's a lot. And that's a lot of talking. Lot. So, yeah. So after probably, I reckon 50 hours of the 60 were quietness. Yeah. And then you might see something of interest on the side of the road that you haven't seen. And, oh, did you see that? And it was like, oh, yeah, did you? And then there was kind of, it's, it's shocking chat. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the paramedic like, I don't know if it's, it's a true, but wasn't he? He was a bit of a horn, wasn't he? Like, he just, he kept talking a fair bit early and you were just like, mate, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was kind of in it like a bit of a road trip. So like he was said, right, this oh, is cool. going to be great. I'm going to road trip with a bloke with a punctured line. Yeah, this everything. is going to be great. And then I remember after about two hours in, there was good chat for two hours and then DC and me were, um, we wanted just a bit of quiet time, I think. And, he just the questions kept coming, and the questions kept coming and coming. And I remember DC looking back in the in the mirror in the car, and just I think we made a bit of eye contact, and yeah, the eyes might have went up to heaven. And, <laughs> and DC DC smirked, and uh, yeah, we knew then it was going to be it was going to be a great trip. <laughs> There's one bloke amongst the playing group who you would not want to be stuck in that car with from Darwin to Sydney. Who would that be? <laughs> one bloke. Yeah, edit it out if it's really bad. Um. Ah, no need to uh, be honest feedback. Yeah. Um, Not too honest, but... One bloke. A Lear wouldn't give you much, I don't reckon. Whack. Yeah. Whack. All right. So a Lear's the bloke that you wouldn't want to go with, and who's a bloke that you would go with? The bloke I would go with would probably be... Because you've got to have a bit of a balance. Balance between entertaining, and then you've yeah. got to have someone that can read the play and go, oh, I'm done here. I reckon Millsy would be good. Yeah, okay. Reckon Millsy, because Millsy gives a few, we'd have a few philosophical questions. Yeah. Uh, I reckon you wouldn't be bad either. I reckon if I could pick two, it'd be you and Millsy, and we'd, I reckon we'd. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be a laugh, it'd be funny. We'd reverse it in terms of 50 hours talk and 10 hours quietness. Yeah. And there'd be a few philosophical, we'd, we'd solve the problems. <laughs> we'd solve the problems of the world. We, have, we, have, we actually have sat around a few times. I remember Coffs Harbour sitting yeah. here, we had a big chat about the universe uh, we touched on all things religion all things um, and it's probably not appropriate for the podcast mate but back to footy mate we solved the issues we did actually yeah. um, I think we, we had a bit of a broken relationship for about 18 months but other than that it was good um, mate AFL debut um, you made an impact when you came in and you probably jeez um, you were patient to get it far out I reckon you were you're playing some pretty consistent footy for a few years there mate and um yeah, mate, and, and and you've and you came into the site. Yeah, it was during, during the AFL game. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh actually in terms of the game itself, you know, I don't really remember much of the game. Mm. But I just remember the build up to it in that week. Horse obviously told told me on Tuesday in front of the group, and um, again similar to when I was picked up first, that was just a moment I'll never forget. Um, I remember the whole whole playing group there, and he tells you, and 
um, Reese Shaw was at the time and made a little video and got a cheap little laugh out of it as well. That's but, right, yeah. But um, no, it was it was it was an unbelievable um, experience. The whole week, ringing mom and dad was. Oh, I just wanted them to to be to be proud of where I was at and and what I what I'd achieved and that I could come over and actually now is the time that I can. Um, make my AFL debut, and I just wanted them to be to be proud of me. Really, that was that was the biggest thing. So to ring them, to ring them, and um, to hear their hear their voices and how proud they were, it was um, it was unbelievable feeling. And um, yeah, it gives me goosebumps even even thinking about it. Unreal, mate. But and trying to get them in the plane then for for two days time was a bit of a stretch. But yeah, got there in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a nasty little little trip that but <laughs> <laughs> I think I do remember Shorey doing your um, uh, when he uh, obviously mentioned that you were yeah. going to play your first game they did the funny little video and they and they, they take the mickey out of you I reckon that particularly in footy clubs I think when, when they take the mickey out of you, you for your you know for for an occasion I reckon it's a sign that you're well respected mate so uh, something you should be very very proud of but let's touch on Shorey mate he Mate, he worked very closely with you. Remember your first, mate, up until he left. Um, shout out to Shorey as well for getting the, the Kangas job. Um, yeah, congrats. I do remember the hours you would spend on your day off with Shorey, just, uh, just practicing your kicking over and over and over again. So he's obviously someone that dedicated a fair bit of time to you, particularly in the first couple of years at the club. Yeah, Shorey and, and, and Davo as well, Nick Davis, were, were massive for me. Um two development coaches and um I remember just yeah coming in days off and um absolutely just spending as you say a couple of hours just kicking the footy in the morning and um you'd start at nine o'clock and by eleven o'clock you'd be you'd be wrapping it up and I remember one time sure he said um oh your technique is a bit wrong and he brought out a chair for me to sit on I remember this yeah, yeah. so he, he whipped out he whipped out this plastic chair and he said oh call I've been in I've been at home all night and Oh, I've been trying to think what we'll do in the morning, and um, yeah, I came up with this idea. So I was like, "Right, this is going to be rocket science, sorry What? What's this?" <laughs> so he whips out this plastic chair, and I was like, "Oh, right. So what? What's what's the go with this?" And he goes, "Oh, you sit on it." So <laughs> again, I was like, "Right, this isn't this isn't very um, rocket science stuff." So I sat on it, and I reckon for a good hour, hour and a half, maybe he just kept handballing me the ball, and I just had to sit in the chair and kick it back to get my ball drop to get my ball drop right, and then. Um, yeah, we did that for probably a couple of months after, and um, I just sent him a text the other day to congratulate him on the job. And I said, "Look, sorry if if I don't see all the North boys uh, sitting on chairs in preseason, I'll be disappointed kicking yeah. a footy." So probably something that the rest of the playing group should do as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that go down well, uh, I reckon. Anyway, anyway, we get fifty chairs in the SCG and we kicked each other. Yeah, exactly right. Now, mate, we've touched on your character before. Now, amongst the um I've got, I've got, I just think this is a really cool story to tell. Um, amongst the, amongst the, and just chime in when you can. Amongst the um, playing group, you know, um, you're very well respected. Um, but I was sitting down with you one day, and we we're both getting a massage. And I was having a, you smile at me, which is good. So I don't think you know where it's going. I don't we're, know. we're grabbing a massage, and um, I was having a chat to you, and I was just kind of, you know, separately massage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was, we were just inquiring, you know, about where you're from, taking interest in you, what you know, the family life, you know, what Ireland's like, and things like that. And we actually had a, an Irish masseuse um, <laughs> massaging you at the time. Oh yeah. And um, I don't know what I did to this person, but I said, "Oh, mate, I'm thinking of coming to Europe in the off season, and I'm, I might actually duck over to Ireland and and, and, and come see you." 
and um, you were like, yeah, mate, 100%. Like, mate, I'll show you around and started getting quite enthusiastic and energized by the thought of visiting yeah. an island. And I said, oh, mate, um, you know, I'll, I'll start your joint. And you're like, yeah, yeah, no worries. And I'm like, oh, beautiful. And um, I said, oh, I reckon your parents will like me, though. And then as, you know, I, I, I took it as a joke. You said, oh, no, nah, probably not. And out of nowhere, this Irish masseuse has obviously been eavesdropping on our conversation, conversation and she just goes, yeah, well, they're obviously great judges of character. <laughs> You're not talking? No, no, that's, yeah. She might have been wrong. Oh, Carl. <laughs> no, nah, Carl, look, it's, um, you're more than welcome, darling, any time. And, and yeah, mum and dad would, mum and dad would happy to have you. There's always, doors always open for you and we get Beautiful. a bed that fits you. I've met the O'Riddens a couple of times, actually, when they visited. Thoughts um, on them? Lovely people. Lovely people. Very welcoming and uh, very comforting personalities. Question time, mate. Now, we've got a little segment here for you, mate. It's called um, Coffee with Sinks. So, mate, you could be lucky to, um, if you get all these right, you could be lucky to shout me a coffee. So, <laughs> <laughs> you could be the lucky thought, one. So I thought I was no, going to no, get no, the no, coffee. No, if, you, if you get them all right... Um, I'll, uh, I'll buy you a coffee, mate. Jeez, the podcast must be going well if you can afford to be dishing out coffee. Oh, shout out to Campos. You guys have been uh, <laughs> terrific sponsors for us. Um, thanks once again. Um, as, their, as their motto is, better sooner than latte. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carl. Which player on the list has the worst hygiene? Um, it's pretty easy, this one, mate. Rams. Well done. Ding. Oh, killer. He's just whispered in my eyes, the, uh, the strength and conditioning coach, killer. But he's not on the playing oh. list, mate, so remember the question. Which player on the list said, the food in Thailand is gross. Oli. Oh, let, 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 let me finish the thing. The food in Thailand are gr- is gross. The burgers are the worst. <laughs> Who's that? Oli. Oliver Florent. Oh. Ding! It's two out of two. Which player... Said, sorry, not, not said. Which player sneezed and said, Achoo! Sorry, horse! <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Rose. But Jimmy Rose, oh. um, Jimmy Rose was at the front of her when Horse was talking to us and um, he sneezed. He had a very high pitched sneeze and he um, obviously apologised in front of the playing group. So, last question, mate. You're three from three. To be four from four for a free coffee is who is your favourite player? Uh,. Oh, for the coffee, I'm going to have to say you. Ah, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> what well on, Cole? I've, can I give you one? Yeah. I have a question for you that I found out this morning. Nah, it's not about you. Mm. Um, which is a similar question. Which player car wouldn't start this morning, so he rang a service dealership in, in, in Alexandria, but the Alexandria he rang was in the US. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, y- younger player? Younger player. Younger player. Oh, I'm going to say Florent. No. no who's that? Uh, and, and when he rang them, he asked for services and couldn't understand why everyone had a US accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't think who me. this is. I lived with is him. Aaliyah. No, the other one. Tyrone? <laughs> um... Who, who Small little nugget. Oh, Tom Papley. <laughs> Jesus 
Christ. Well, Tom, Tom, I think when Tom's on the podcast, we're going to have to address that issue, certainly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think he told me that in confidence, but yeah, I should have told him I was coming on. I can kind of hear it coming from, though, because you can kind of, I can kind of see that. I think in his defence, the, mm. the number on the on the list sent him straight, on the number online sent him straight to Vir- Virginia or Alexandria in um, the US, but... <laughs> I think the number itself wouldn't have given that away, would it? Yeah, because that iPhones these days come up with like USA when you call it. Like anyway, look, that's each to their own, mate. Obviously, there are some intelligent levels, um, intelligent levels that are higher than others. But you know, that's just those are the joys of being part of a footy club, mate. You meet guys um, from different backgrounds, like yourself, yeah. and um, other guys who, who are obviously struggling. Um, anyway, mate, uh, we've, I've touched on it once again, mate. But congrats on the two-year deal. Um, and also, unfortunately, you're injured at the moment. But, um, mate, thanks for coming on the podcast and uh, good luck for the remainder of your career and hopefully we can get you back on. Thanks for having me, Carl, and appreciate the time and the effort you've put in. No worries, mate. You have been bugging me for a few weeks <laughs> to get you on, so <laughs> I've caved. <laughs>